Welcome to Wellness Rebranded. We know there is so much conflicting health and fitness advice out there. And you're tired of the wellness fads, endless diets, and impossible standards that make you feel like nothing you do is ever enough. You're ready to tune into your mind and body and feel empowered around health. We're the Healing Trio here to help you redesign your relationships with food, fitness, and yourself. I'm Elizabeth, registered dietitian and certified intuitive eating counselor. I'm Maria, licensed mental health therapist. And I'm Tara, personal trainer. Together, we're changing the narrative on health away from diet culture, hustle culture, and toxic positivity and towards healthful self-care. So grab your water bottle, get ready to laugh, learn, and grow, and let's start rebranding your wellness journey. Welcome back to another episode of Wellness Rebranded. Today, we are going to be chatting about how to be honest with yourself when starting an exercise routine and how to find your true why. So Tara, this is two topics I cover all the time when I'm talking to people. So I'm super excited to get your perspective on this. Yeah, I love that you do this too, because um, I feel like it's really important to understand why you are doing something. If it's something that you feel like, oh, you have to do if you're shooting all over yourself, um, it's definitely not going to be a lasting long-term um, thing. So finding your why is really super important. So the way that I came up with this topic is I do a free evaluation, a free consult for anyone who thinks that they might want to train with me. Um, so by the way, guys, if you think you might want to train with me, reach out and I'll hook you up with a free consult. Um, we can do it virtually or if you're local to me in person. Um, but frequently during that initial consultation, people will say, oh, my goal is this. And then once we've been working together for a little while and I dive a little deeper into that, it turns out that that's not actually their goal at all. And their goal is something with much deeper meaning. Um, so let me give you kind of an example of this. If you ask why to what your goal is, for example, um, let's say someone comes in and says, oh, my goal is to um, be healthy. Right. Great goal. Not very specific, but. I love when people come in to say this um, because exercise definitely helps with that. Um, so what you would ask yourself is why? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> why is that important to you? Exactly. So think about your fitness goal. You guys can do this along with me. Think about your goal. It doesn't have to be fitness, I guess. Um, and then ask yourself, why is that important? Okay, so it's important to me to be healthy because um, I want to make sure that I can live my life to the fullest. And then you would ask yourself, why? <laughs> Shocker. Why again? Um, and then my answer would be something like, well, I want to be able to make sure that I'm there for my son. And then, like, why is that important is pretty obvious, right? But you want to go at least three to five levels of why. We were literally just doing this in my new group that just kicked off. I love it. Earlier. This Do you week. find that people are, like, really intrigued by this? I find that people... A lot of times are, what's the word, um, they have a hard time. It's a little bit uncomfortable. The first one or two come easily, but when you keep probing, yeah. it gets harder, especially when you're talking about weight loss. Yeah. So if someone says, I want to lose weight, and I say, and why is that important to you? People maybe can give one more layer, but then mm -hmm. it, it gets a lot harder. And I think the reason is because it starts to get way more vulnerable. Yeah. The, deep, the more layers you uncover, mm -hmm. often it comes down to something like I, you know, it's it's a self-confidence thing or I want to mm -hmm. belong or I, yeah, something that 
feels vulnerable. I mean, you're really getting to what's behind that purpose or that goal. Yes. We do it in psychology, too, is whatever your thoughts are, the why or your anticipation of events, the why. So I love that because then you're doing that, Tara. Yeah, yeah and the reality is that, sorry, no, if, you don't know, if you don't know why you're doing it, you're probably not going to stick with it or put that much effort into it or be far more likely to kind of throw in the towel when it gets hard. Absolutely. And I think a lot of times in the realm of health and fitness, which is probably why both of us are so accustomed to doing this, sometimes people are doing the things because they think they're supposed to, mm -hmm. right? Or someone told them to, their doctor mm -hmm. told them to, or some other external extrinsic motivator and really you're trying to find the intrinsic one yes i was just going to bring that up the intrinsic versus extrinsic is so important because if it's for some outside reason it's really easy to quit mm -hmm. really easy to quit because if your doctor said well that dude sucks anyway why are we listening to him you know or whatever whatever the case may be um but if it's because you all of a sudden feel like you want to belong and you want to be around to help you know watch over your grandkids or whatever the case may be, like, that's way more motivating. It's way more motivating, and it's much more inspiring to stay with the plan. Mm -hmm. And sustainable, like, long-lasting, yeah. really. That's something temporary or superficial to what your real goal is. Mm -hmm. So I very much encourage everybody, if you haven't done that um, drill with some of the goals. I know we've had a couple episodes on goals before, um, you know, but I don't think we ever truly dug into why those should be your goals. Um, I would recommend doing this um, and doing it with any goals that you have, whether they're financial, physical, you know, fitness, food, whatever. I think this can be applicable to everything. Yeah. And maybe even doing it with a partner, having someone yeah. else ask you the question sort of challenges you yeah. to not, not give up. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's like a little bit scary, but you also have that extra layer of accountability. So I like doing this in fitness because it really gets to like the root of the goal. Um, but also because certain things in fitness we see results with really quickly. For example, if someone comes to me and says, I want to be more flexible, like you're going to see results with that within a week. Really? Yes. Well, how? Do tell. <laughs> it's just the nature of flexibility. I think of flexibility as so the opposite, actually. I feel like it would be so much harder to gain flexibility if you don't have it. Um, I will say if you're already, like, really freaking flexible, then you'll see results a little bit more slowly. Like, if you're, like, some sort of yoga guru or something and do it all the time, then, like, you may be very close to, like, your genetic potential of flexibility. But, like, for most of us that sit at a desk all day and, you know, just live, like, normal kind life, like... Yeah, you're going to see results really fast. Wow, even that is interesting. I would have thought it was the opposite. I would have thought that the people who are the most tight, it would take the longest to really start building in more flexibility. No, I if you want, we can test this with your, uh, with your training sessions next week. Yeah, let's. And it could even be the other way around. Like in, in my case, I'm really tight. So when I move my body and exercise or work out, for me, it's like prevention to get tighter. Yeah, because mm -hmm. if, if for I don't sure. include that during my day, then I'm really getting tight and I'm on that path and there I go full speed. But if I work out, is you know, it's a way to stop that process the best I can. I actually think that's really common with exercise. Um, like many of my clients, their goal is just like be healthy. Right, which is a great goal. Like I said, we love that goal. Um, and but even that, why do you want to be healthy? 
Sure. What, what does that mean to you, first of all? What and makes then, it important? Yeah, and yeah. what makes it important? And, of course, we, like, dive deep into that in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So everybody has their reasons. But just, like, being able to live the life they want, mm-hmm. you know, is good enough, right? Um, so what we don't see is if they haven't been exercising, what would have happened? True. Yeah, you can't just right? prove a negative. Like, I work with a lot of um, elderly people, and I've been working with this same group of ladies for, like, five years. And they're all doing great. Like, none of them take any medications. They all travel all the time. You know, but people ask me sometimes, like, these ladies have been coming for, like, five years, and they do all the cool stuff. They bench. They deadlift. They squat. Like, they do total dude bro stuff. Um, but they don't look a lot different than when they started. Um, And I feel like that's actually the true win there is that from like 78 to like 83, there's typically a pretty marked decline, but not with these ladies. Mm, Yeah, you know, so I feel like some of the goals that we look at aren't really visible. We just don't know what would have happened. Well, and also it would be so interesting. That's just someone else making, frankly, an unwanted opinion and judgment about someone else. But if you could get past that part of it. Yeah. And really, if you were to ask those group of women, I'm sure that they have the function to do certain things that maybe they didn't have before they started. Yeah. It's interesting to see a lot of them that, um, like, one thing we practice is getting up and down off the floor mm-hmm. all the time. I make everybody, I don't care how old you are, we practice getting up and down off the floor um, just because I think that's, like, a life skill that's really super important, um, especially as we age. When I was in high school, my, like, 80-something-year-old grandma came to stay with us, and she fell down on the floor, and I found her after school. And, like, I couldn't pick her up, and she couldn't pick herself up. Mm -hmm. Um, So she was on the floor for, like, six hours. Um, And I feel like as a person who is aging, like, I would really want to be comfortable getting up and down off the floor no matter what. So that's something that we do um, with all of our seniors or what I do with all my seniors just to make sure that they have that life skill and when many of these women came to me, they could not do that. It was very scary. That makes me think of something related but a little bit different. Do you teach them how to fall? I don't teach them how to fall. <laughs> I probably should, but I don't I do not do that. Usually because falling is really um, unpredictable. Yes. It is unpredictable, but aren't there certain... You yes. probably could learn certain things to make it You're supposed safer. to, like, roll with it. Mm. Like, however you go down, you're supposed to just kind of... Instead of, like, trying to brace yourself. If you brace yourself, then you've got some real, like, potential issues there, but... Isn't that such a metaphor for life? Can you teach me how to fall? (laughs) Yeah. More importantly, get back up. (laughs) Right. Because we're going to fall. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to happen. Someday, yes. If we haven't already, yes. So I like that. So you make these goals tangible and and small, so that way you can see results. Mm -hmm. For real, because when the goal or the objective is so general, it's really hard to pinpoint your progress. Yes. That's one of the reasons why I like to include things like flexibility Mm -hmm. or even with strength, because you do see progress really quickly. With something like changing body composition, that might be like months before you see any kind of difference on there. Um, So I love keeping things in there that are going to be like small motivators. Like, oh, I used to not be able to touch my toes. Now I can. Yeah. You know, like I find that to be much more um, inspiring. And there's even results that you can see 
right away. Like for example, for me, working out or moving my body gives me in that moment a break from the busyness of the day. So I, I see the result right away. Yes. It switches the channel in my brain and I give myself 45 minutes or an hour to disconnect from you know all that to-do list that I have. That on one hand. On the other hand, my 82-year-old mother, who you would never know she's 82, she looks like 60, Love I swear it. to God. So um, she says that the key to get to that age is to not let yourself get stuck yes. physically and emotionally, right? Mm -hmm. So for her, movement and even if it's just lifting your legs a little bit or going for a walk keeps you on stock. So for me, working out is I want to get to an older age being the less, the least on stock possible yeah. with my body. Honestly, so, that's... Yeah. That's my motivator, too. I often think about, okay, what kind of life do I want to live when I'm, you know, 20, 30 yes, years right. from now in retirement? I really want to be able to travel. I want to walk around. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to lift up my suitcases. Yes. Mm -hmm. I don't have grandkids yet, but maybe someday I will. I want to mm -hmm. play with them mm -hmm. and get down on the floor and have fun. And those, I always suggest when I'm talking to people about this, think of your immediate goal or your immediate why and your long-term why so the immediate why I love that is exactly what you said Maria well I want to get a break from my day I want to sleep better tonight I want to manage my stress it puts me in a better mood it I, I, I joke I sort of it's sort of a joke kind of true <laughs> that I was never I was in the best shape of my life when my kids were small because I have never been so motivated to go to the gym where I was a stay-at-home mom at the time, where I could put them in the childcare and go work out for an hour and have a shower. I mean, I would do almost anything to get that hour in yeah. my day. I hear you. But that's an immediate benefit to it, right? Yes. I think yeah. sometimes when, you know, it's so common to think about it in terms of, you know, weight loss or fitting into a dress size mm -hmm. or the number on the yes. scale. And one, those are long-term things, even if you wanted to make that the um, the measure and you actually could get the result in the way that we've been taught. But um, but that's not, does probably doesn't get most people up out of their chair or out the door beyond the first week or two when yeah. the initial motivation is when high. When it wanes. Is when it's the problem. Yeah. I love, Maria, that you were um, brought up that exercise is like your self-care during the day, your time to unplug. Um, I feel like that's so true, and I feel like people don't take advantage of it. As I look around the gym, like, everyone is on their phones. Oh, interesting. Like, in between sets or whatever, unless they're taking a class, and even then, they're still checking them. Really? Almost everybody will, like, do their set and then scroll their phone for five minutes. Like, we wow. had to put, like, big signs over to the gym that said, like, hey, don't be on your phone too much. Other people need the equipment. Wow, that is so surprising to me. Although, I don't know why, because I often meet people for walking dates. And I, as much as humanly possible, I try to leave my phone in the car. I don't want it with me mm -hmm. when I'm out going for a walk. If I'm by myself, I probably will because I'm listening to an audiobook. But especially when I'm walking with someone else, I don't want that. I want I want to be able to just completely disconnect and hang out with my friend. But I would say nine out of ten people do bring it with them. Yeah. Well, for some people, it might even be scary to have 
that time to connect with yourself with no distraction. Because mm-hmm. it's really a great opportunity to connect with your body and listen to your body, what exercises feel good in your body, how long can you do a specific exercise. It's really that communication of getting to know yourself physically. Yes. Um, so, I mean, for me, it's an opportunity, but I can see other people thinking it's maybe a task or something that is too overwhelming to have that time alone, you and your body. Yes, agreed. And actually, I would be really interested in your perspective on this, Maria, but sometimes people that I am walking with, you know, I mean, specifically friends, they feel uncomfortable leaving their phone in their car in case, for example, one of their kids wants to reach them. True. And I do have a thought on that, but I don't... It's, I would feel uncomfortable with that. Granted, my kid is like a young age, right? So if somebody calls me, it's probably an emergency. Mm-hmm. But I would totally be like, ooh, I better keep the phone just in case. Well, I don't think it has to be black or white. True. Um, I mean, I think we could also have our phones and, and really manage it in a mm-hmm. way that is going to give us the time to be with ourselves and also have it with us, mm-hmm. like in a, in a yeah, fanny absolutely. pack or yeah. something that you just look at it. but. Going back to what you were saying, Tara, so yes, having your defining your purpose when you are working out and giving that to yourself, mm-hmm. like really breaking it in small steps to the point that you get to the core and the root of why you're doing it, because then it's going to be long lasting. Then you're really yes. in a path that is clearer to see and easier to get to. Yeah, completely. And thinking about using that time as like self-care, time to like unplug. I used to listen to like podcasts and audiobooks while I was working out. And I enjoyed it because I could do my set and learn something in the process. But there really is like a physiological benefit to focusing on the muscle and focusing on what you're doing when you're doing your set. You actually like you know, activate more muscle fibers, which is going to give you more benefits. I think that's something that you have to like kind of weigh with like, oh, I want to listen to my audiobook, so I come or I'm chatting with a friend. So I come to the gym at this time, but I might get like slightly better results if I really like focus, but it's going to be boring and I may not come as much. I think this is just fascinating to hear you say that even just from a physiological perspective that your body knows the difference. Yeah. Your body knows the difference. So it's like mindful workout. Yes, that's exactly what it is. It's focusing on the present, on the here and now, while you work out to have that connection with your body and really send the message that we're doing this work right now and for your body to receive it and do it. So I've never heard of mindful workout, but we hear like mindful eating, Uh uh, mindful Mindful many other things. So I hear a lot about mindful walks and Mm -hmm. that's something that I am not good at. I like to listen to an audiobook or a podcast while I'm walking and I... I thought you walk without your phone. Well, when I'm with a friend. (laughs) (laughs) When I'm with a friend, I walk without my phone. At least I try to. Um, And I I do feel like I should interject that I'm not judging people who have it. It's just different, right? Yeah. Yeah. different perspective yeah. but yeah, yeah, yeah. but I more was wondering like from a mental health perspective isn't there benefits to disconnecting sometimes but nonetheless I would think so for sure I, I mean yeah but 
I was gonna say something. Sorry, else. You, Hold on. Let me oh, tell you no, something. Can you like? Yes. Yeah, so I have. A, I've heard about mindful, mindful walks, which yes. sounds really lovely. Just walking you in nature without actually a partner or a mm-hmm. thing. I can never bring myself to do it. Every time I'm like, oh, but I think I want to listen to X, Y, Z. I feel like you would love it. It's a goal of mine. It's in my head. Speaking of mindful work. So this whole thing with like activating more muscle fibers, that is like specifically with weight training. Yes. Because when you're walking, you're not activating all your muscle fibers. Uh-huh. Right. That's more like cardio. It after that. Yeah. Everything hurts. <laughs> 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 I mean, true. I suppose it depends where you're walking, right? If you're, like, doing a 14er with an 8-ounce bottle of water, you know, then maybe maybe you've activated more muscle fibers. But specifically when you're weight training, like, that's why, like, when you see, like, old-school bodybuilders, they're, like, stare at their bicep and, like, focus on it for every single rep. Whereas, like, me and Elizabeth do bicep curls, and we're like, hey, so in the podcast later, what yeah. do you want to do? Mm-hmm. You know, and we're just barely, like, Telling focusing on it. Story. Right? Um, also, Elizabeth, side note, there's something called chi running that you should totally look into. Oh, what is it? Um, it's basically like Tai Chi while running, um, except you're not physically doing Tai Chi. It's like the mental meditation. Think of it like meditating while running. And the premise of it is instead of just like forcing yourself to run, which you could do walking also, um, you're like leaning at such an angle that it's basically like a controlled fall. You don't actually hit the ground, but you're like falling forward. So you don't like turn on all your muscles to run. You just run enough so that you don't face plant. Really? Why am I picturing myself face planting? Because you probably <laughs> will. I face planted the first time I did it for You've done sure. This? Yeah. I oh. used to make all my kids at the community college do it just as like a lab. Really? We would run like a quarter mile chi running. Um, and everybody like face plants at some point or I another. I feel like I'm going to have to go look this up on YouTube or something. Yeah. I'm having trouble picturing it. But, I'll show you but when I'm we're done. Curious. That in yoga, I went to yoga class the other day and we did yin yoga. So it sparked this whole Ooh. conversation about fascia, which I also learned something cool that they're now calling that another an organ. Oh, I love fascia, it. Which I thought was super interesting. But she was saying you should go look up online. I guess you can see like a cadaver of a person who stretched a, a, a lot versus one that didn't. She said totally. it's really fascinating. I'm curious. About I've that never too. seen that, but I'm sure Maybe that there's either. like a marked difference. Mm-hmm. So anyway, guys, that's my um, my thing for today. I just want to encourage everybody to find your why, set your goal, and then ask yourself why like four or five times and see if that um, leads you to staying a little bit more motivated, a little bit more inspired, um, and really gets to the root of the whole point. Um, if you want to connect with us, we would love to hear from you. Um, you can find me on Instagram or Facebook at Tara DeLeon Fitness. Um, You can find Elizabeth. Tell us where you can find us. At Elizabeth Harris Nutrition on Facebook or Instagram. Or come join my Health and Healing with Intuitive Eating community on Facebook. And you can find me, Maria, on Instagram at coaching underscore therapist. 